Summer is here, Rammies, which means we are hitting the farmer's market to grab that fresh produce, and you know we wouldn't cook with anything other than our Caraway cookware. If we're buying that gorgeous produce, we want to make sure our cookware is safe and healthy for us as well. Caraway is non-stick, but also has chemical-free ceramic coating, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. It also doesn't hurt that Caraway products are so aesthetically beautiful and will immediately elevate your kitchen. I have the navy pan set with the gold handles, and I feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers film every time I cook. All sets come equipped with complimentary easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy as well, which is such a nice touch. If you want to join in on the fun this summer, visit carawayhome.com ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com ram10 or use code ram10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And welcome back to Right Answers Mostly. We know that we have some new listeners here, and we are so happy to have you a part of the Ram fam. And we thought that it would be exciting to release some older episodes that you may not know about yet. So this week, we are re-releasing one of our original episodes, The Romanoffs. This is for everyone who is obsessed with Anastasia, just like we were. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a five-star review and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Right Answers Mostly. Okay, enjoy. Boom. And again, we are back. Episode eight. It is episode eight. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What a journey we've been on. Journey to the past. I'm sorry if it was a pre- premature. But do you know what that means, guys? Do you know what that means? If you don't, I would want you to take a deep look at your childhood and think, what went wrong that I don't know what lyrics those are to? That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And today, we are going to take a journey to the past. To visit the Romanoffs. The Princess Anastasia. I know it's not all about Anastasia. No, it's it's not all about Anastasia. But, you know, that is how we come to know the Romanoffs today. That's true. Yeah. This is an exciting episode. It is an exciting episode. I actually asked you guys on our Instagram what you would like me to cover, and I listen to the people. Do you? I do. Did you? Um, I did. The czar, Nicholas, did not. We'll get into that later, mm. but I did. And you guys heavily voted for the Romanoffs. Yeah, people really... What was the second one that uh, people wanted? Watergate, which makes oh. me nervous. Uh, but I'll, I'll dive into Interesting. It. Romanoffs and Watergate. <laughs> what a variety. Guys, what a variety. Find a girl who can do both. And that's us. <laughs> and that is us. Um, also, you know, just to always how we add in, I am drinking vodka. Ugh. She's a trooper. And shout out to Claire for doing this alone this episode i am not drinking due to you know really not feeling my finest it's for the best trying to take care of my body um 
I, I did take a COVID test mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just worn, I'm worn down. She's worn down. And, you know, you got to take care of yourself. I won't because life is about balance and tests will and I won't. No, that's so true. But um, she's doing this by herself. So I, I do think, you know, you get extra, extra kudos for Thank that you one, kid. so much. And this vodka is called The Jewel of Russia. If you could see a picture, we'll post it on our we story. Will. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, it looks like a palace, a Russian palace. It really does. It's a gorgeous bottle. I wish I could say the same for the taste. I don't know how people like vodka. Are you because... drinking that straight? No, I, I have some LaCroix. But still, like sparkling water and vodka? Yeah, no, like... I'm a bad bitch. Wow. No juice, <laughs> no lime? I also might have taken two shots before we started this She needed though. this. I did. I'm a little scared, guys. It's like the Romanoffs are a lot. And I also sent Tess a picture of myself crying this morning, watching Once Upon a December from Anastasia, knowing what I know now. Hits every time. Hits every time. It's a devastating story. It is. Um, so you watched the movie, obviously, as a child. I watched the movie so much as a child. So attracted to Dimitri. There is no harder cartoon character in the history of cartoons in or history, animated films. No. I, we're saying it now. No harder cartoon character in Dimitri and Anastasia. Literally, they are the most sexy animated <laughs> couple alive. Are. This essence that they have to them is like none that we've seen before. They're confident, they're flirty, they're sassy, but they're sweet. <laughs> they know what they want, but they also care about each other deeply. Deeply. Yes. Um, also, something that's very important to us is that we have to debunk. This movie is not a Disney movie. <sighs> this is important, Claire. I'm glad you brought it up. Because I, I would say probably 90% of people think that Anastasia is a Disney movie. It's not, guys. I think it's 21st Century Fox. It is. So, uh, actually, you know what I heard? The man who created this movie left Disney and created this movie. Wow. And look at him now. I mean, I would say I think... God, it's hard to say what my favorite... Disney movie is? No, like, just animated movie. I would say it might be Anastasia. Anastasia, it's phenomenal. We listened to the music on the way over here to record... So beautiful. It is so beautiful. It, it makes me feel a way that I can't explain. I hope everyone watches after this. Yes. That that would be the goal. Yeah, and we are going to talk about the Romanoffs now, but we we did have to get that out of the way. And thank you for allowing us to have that space. Thank you. We appreciate it. We do. And I hope you agree with us. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, if you of don't, course you do. We probably, you know, aren't compatible. Yeah, maybe you should should so, turn this off. Yeah. But. Anyways, I guess I'm going to take my sunglasses off now. Oh, yeah, me too. That was a journey. Well, it feels different. Oh, I actually, I don't know. <laughs> um, any like final thoughts before I get into what the Romanoffs are? Don't Who know much. Are? Okay, perfect. Don't know much, um, except for Anastasia, and really, my information on Anastasia is based off the movie, which is not fictional. Wait. Oh, it's not because that's where I did all my research. Oh, really? No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just tell you the plot to Anastasia. Yeah, you know, no, tough, tough realization once you get older after watching that movie, being like, this isn't really what happened. They kind of gloss over the, the devastation. No, they sure do. I feel like everyone knows where they were in their life when they found out that that movie wasn't real. Oh wow, that's so true. <laughs> I still don't like to think about it. I don't either. And I wish that I could say that that was the story of the Romanoffs, but unfortunately, it was not. Well, what the hell is the story, Claire? <sighs> I'll tell you, Tess. You gonna take another shot of vodka? Oh my God, I couldn't. Even. I'll take another no, sip, yeah, yeah, but I could no, not. Hey. Three shots of vodka. No pressure. Yeah. I well, mumble anyways. Hey. Ugh. Today's the day. Today's the day. Okay, so the Romanov family was the last imperial dynasty to rule Russia. 
They first came into power in 1613, and the next three centuries, 18 Romanovs took the Russian throne, including Peter the Great, Catherine the Great, and lastly, Nicholas II. So Catherine the Great? Full circle. Full circle. Have you guys watched The Great on Hulu? You must. It it got us through COVID. It really did. I think this is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I cannot wait for a season two. It's perfection. It's it really perfection. is. It's so well done. Yes. So Catherine the Great, her father-in-law, Peter the Great, were ancestors of Anastasia and the family that we're talking about. Now, oh, wow. The Romanovs. Mainly, I'm going to be talking about Nicholas II, his wife, Princess Alex, and their children. But Anastasia is part of that. Mm-hmm. So... Nicholas II of Russia was born May 18, 1868. His grandfather was Tsar of Russia, and his father, Alexander III, was next in line, which is also known as Tsarevich. Tsarevich. And there's some Russian names and words that I will not get correct. And that is okay. There's no judgment. Yes, but I hope not, because it's just, I, I mean, I just have to accept it. I'm not going to say it right. Don't, I, what did I say? Nabiasco <laughs> last episode? There is literally no shame here. Did you guys for, enjoy that Barbie episode? Well, I did. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> so in March 1881, Nicholas was 13 years old when he watched his grandfather die from an assassination. Oh. Yeah, it's tough. So... Um, someone bonds the czar's carriage and his grandpa was obviously in that. He held on till the palace actually after being bombed. And that's where Nicholas saw his grandpa die from his grandpa dying. Alexander the third, Nicholas's dad becomes czar and Nicholas becomes Tsarevich. Watching his grandfather die. Nicholas was like, I have to do that one day. I don't want to do that one day. But die. Like, bizarre, because oh. that's what people, well, and I, too, I'm right, sure. thus yeah, being thus. murdered. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that does not seem like a fun job. No, thank you. No. So that's was already in his thoughts. Um, so Nicholas's grandfather's name was the Liberator. His dad, Alexander, was not like that. He was not this noble um, czar. He was very absolute, very... The word of the czar is the final word. Also, the czars all thought that they were chosen by God to rule the Russian people. They always do, don't they? Yeah, they really do. And that was called the divine right to rule. So mm. he thought that the only person he had to answer to was God, which can get scary. Can get tough. Can yeah. get a little predicament there. Can get really tough. So his dad's like this very manly man, salt of the earth. Nicholas was more shy and sensitive, and um, he was constantly bullied by his father, Alexander III. His father would call him a girly girl in front of his friends, which I cannot say girly girl without thinking of any drama as Shawn Mendes. Hey, girly. Hey, girly girly. Hey, girly girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, he would call him a girly girl. I wonder what girly girl is, how you say that in Russian. I would love to know. I, I tried to look up how to say hello in Russian. I was like, not even Yeah, like, well, let's just, it's so, we'll leave that up to you guys. It's so difficult. Um, so that's tough to have your dad call you a girly girl in front of your friends. Yeah. Um, and his mother, Maria, was a clinging, possess- possessive woman who spoiled Nicholas. Oh, so I'm sure he won't have any issues in his <laughs> adult life. He's going to be totally fine. Yeah, not, not taking any of that on. Totally normal. Uh, it's always tough when moms are like that with their sons. It is. You know it's saying? like, where is the love? Yeah, it's too much love what? in this situation. Mm. Um, 
well, so since Alex, his Nicholas's dad, never really respected his son, he never prepped him to rule because he was kind of like, you're the worst because you're sensitive. Um, so why bother? Toxic masculinity at its finest. Wow, there it is. At its finest. So he never prepared him. He never taught him how to talk to the higher-ups or how to take care of your country at all. And Nicholas was fine with that because he saw his grandfather be assassinated. So he was like, I don't want to learn, and I'm going to go to operas and ice skate and party, and we'll be good. I mean, that sounds like the dream. The dream. I'd want to be ice skating in Russia every day. All the time. That's all I want to do, and I think that's what he did often in his life. Uh, as he should. What else is there to do? It's so so he was like this life is not for me. Yes. And he, fe- like, he feared it. Yes. He was like, I don't want that to happen to me one day. It's just, no, I'm not fit to rule. And his wow. dad was like, well, probably too, because his dad was like, you're not fit to rule. Right. I feel like that's interesting because I feel like most people are very much like, I will die for my country. Mm-hmm. And especially in that time, <laughs> men would be like, yeah. please, it'd be an honor to be brutally massacred. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I laugh because it is so not the case for Nicholas. Got it. And it's like, it, it, I mean, if we go modern, it sucks. It's like, Harry, you're born into it, but you don't choose it. Yeah, that's true. And that's not really fair. That's true. I need to get the image of Nicholas Holt out of my mind. Because whenever you keep saying Nicholas, I'm just imagining okay, this man. Well, I'm glad that you said that because Nicholas Holt is a very, very attractive man. Like, wow. That's what I'm picturing right now. Well, so Tsar Nicholas II also a very attractive man when it comes to royals. Like, I feel like a lot of royals are a little dicey looking. Yeah, especially years ago, you know. (laughs) Yeah. This man looks like he is hanging out at the Silver Lake Sunset Junction. Like, very hipster, very hot. Oh, like a hipster mustache? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, all the hipsters have... Tried to get their look after Star oh, Nicholas, I good, would say. good for him. As always, check out Right Answers Mostly on Instagram. We will have the pics. That's right. We honey. will have the pics. That's right. So, Nicholas falls in love with Princess Alex of Hesse. And um, so, Hesse was a part of Germany, I guess. Um, her father was German royalty and her mother was a princess of the United Kingdom. In fact, Alex was the most favorite granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Wow, I wonder why. Um, she, well, her mother died when she was young, and so mm. Queen Victoria really took her under her wing. And I feel like there's always, like, with different relatives, you just connect, and you're like, yeah. I just like you better yeah, than the other I, ones. that's true. Yeah, and so she just, she loved Alex and, like, really took her under her wing. Oh, I love when a woman is named Alex. So, in 1884, Alex attends the wedding of her sister Elizabeth to some royal Russian dude in St. Petersburg. At this wedding... 12-year-old Alex and 16-year-old Grand Nicholas meet. (laughs) In his diary, Nicholas called Alex sweet little Alex and declared we love each other. He would be writing in his diary. He wrote in his diary. Sweet, sensitive little boy. (laughs) He's like our modern-day Timothy Chalamet. Wow, what a vision. What what a vision. I feel like we love that now, but it was tough in Russia. Yeah. People are like, oh, you have a journal? (laughs) Throw it in the mud. Exactly. Like, that's what his dad did to him. That is sad. That's it's not okay. so tough. It's not okay, guys. Um, but so he wrote in his journal till his death. Um, oh. And we'll get to that. Um, so cut to six years later. She's now 18. He's 22. It sounds better. Much yeah. better. Um, Alex visits, visits her sister Ella in Russia, and she met up with Nicholas again, and they were inseparable. They went to tea parties. They were ice skating again. They love ice skating. <laughs> they love ice skating. They just were falling <laughs> in love for six weeks. 
Um, Alex's sister, Ella, is super into the idea because she's like, I'm married to Russian royalty. You should be married to Russian royalty. It's great. Um, Queen Victoria was not into the idea because she... It wasn't that she didn't like Nicholas, but she didn't like Russia. She was like, they're, <laughs> she just didn't like them. Right. And, uh, you know, how it is back in the day. And um, she thought that they were very, like, stern and hard and she wouldn't do well over there. And, um, yeah, she just was – she was worried that she wouldn't be safe in Russia. And also, Queen Victoria didn't like Nicholas's dad. Mm. So family drama. And she wasn't the only one opposed to Nicholas and Alex being together. Um, Nicholas's parents were both very anti-German. So she's a German princess. And um, his mother, Maria, said that Alex was not worthy to marry the heir to the Russian throne. And she believed that she was too tactless and unlikable to be a successful empress. It's the mom being like, no one's good enough for my son. Right. Yeah. God, just get over it. Let them let him go. Yeah. Let love them something. Go. Set it free. So beautiful. You can so true. Me on that. So true. Um, and she also didn't make the best impression of Russia. Alex didn't because she was super. She was just an introvert. And when you're royal, you can't really be an introvert. You got to go out and do duty. She just wanted to hang out in her room and read. And mm. people and some might accuse her of having resting bitch face. Some might say. Hey, I mean, didn't you kind of have to in that time? I, I mean, I do now. Right. So, I, you know, so everyone saw her and she did things different and they were like, we don't like her. So even the Russian people at the very beginning didn't like her. But Queen Victoria also advised her. She was like, you got to make people love you, babe. Like, if you don't have the people on your side, you have nothing. Wow. And there it is. And there it is. Um, so... Alexander, Nicholas's dad, health started deteriorating, and he knew that he had not trained Nicholas to be the czar. And he was like, I can't leave him not knowing how to be the czar and single, so you guys can get engaged then. Got so it. at least something in your life is like how it's supposed to be for the time. Right. Yeah. We love a independent single person. Yeah, we do. But they didn't. So... Um, he proposes to her, but the problem is also that she is like devoutly Lutheran and their orthodoxy, mm. Russian orthodoxy. It's just a different thing. Yes. So she, after he proposes, cries for hours because she's like, I love you so much, but I can't leave my religion behind. So I don't know what to do. Oh, can you imagine? No. I can't imagine. I, can't, I personally cannot imagine that complex. No, I can't either. And I, I understand it. Yeah, that must be uh, tough. Tough, but I can't imagine it. Right. Um. So finally, her sister Ella is the one who comes for, to the rescue and is like, listen, I converted. It's the same thing. Yeah, she's like, honey, just tell them and then you can still think yeah, whatever the hell you want. That's literally what she said. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden, Alex is like, all right, let's get married. Yeah. So they do. Um, that happens in April of 1894. In November of 1894, Nicholas's dad dies. So remember how we said that Nicholas didn't want to be czar? Now Nicholas is czar. Did he die from natural causes? He died from natural causes of being – well, he died young. He, But it was from some illness that now – I forgot how he died. But now you would be fine. Right. I mean, I think they all died when they were like 40. They did. He was like in his 40s. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. the way that people just dropped like flies back Ugh, then. So unhygienic everything. So scary. I can't Ugh. imagine. It wasn't that long ago. No. It's crazy. So um, he starts freaking out. He's like, I'm not meant to do this. I'm not trained to be czar of Russia. 
I've been ice skating all day. So what am I supposed like, to do? It's my only passion. It's the only thing I see. It's the only thing I think about. Just let me ice skate. <laughs> uh, but now he can't do that anymore because he has to rule Russia. He oh. went to his friend and his cousin. It was crying and asked, what is going to happen to me and all of Russia? He's like, and my figure skating career. <laughs> but we'll talk about that at a different meeting. He's like, but we must get to it eventually because it's my passion. But put it on the list. <laughs> But, but actually, so, um, and Alex was also angry because everyone in the palace didn't respect Nicholas at all. They were like, oh, they're like, you're a little bitch, aren't you? It's <laughs> exactly what they Just said. Down the it's actually quoted. And then they threw down his books at his locker. Oh, <laughs> I was like, they did? Did they have lockers in the palace? Yeah, they did. They did. They had to get to class on time. Oh, um, sad. It is sad. It's because he didn't want to do it. Right. And sad for, you know, Alex to watch that and be like, my husband has such greatness in him. I know. But he doesn't even believe in himself. Oh, wow. That's why you need a good woman. That's right. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Um, so Nicholas and Alex actually moved their wedding date up because they're like, well, now we got to get the show on the roll. Everyone's dying. This- yeah, that's the right way to say that. Sure. Yeah, everyone's dying. We got to get married. We got to be the czar right. and the czarista. Things to do, people to see. Exactly. So people actually, people, like I said, hate Alex because they feel like, you know, she's a bitch. Um, but she's just an <laughs> introvert. Um, they also, Russians are known, and I was actually at a dinner and um, with a Russian woman, and she was talking about this, actually. So it's funny that I started doing this research. Russians are known for being very superstitious as well. I just, yeah, I just heard that, too, on a podcast. That is so fast. That's so interesting. It's all coming into our lives at the yeah. same time. So Russians are very normally superstitious people. Uh, I, I get that, too. Sometimes I'm a... Are you? Sometimes. Like, would you not walk under a ladder? I would try to avoid it. And I hate that it has that power over me. <laughs> No shame. We are uh-huh. brainwashed to believe certain things. I'm not as superstitious as them. So because um, he died right before they got married, they saw the Russian people saw Alex as being a bad omen. And they were like, she, they quote, she has come to us behind a coffin. She brings misfortune with her. It's like, I can't control when this man dies. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I just want to get married. To Why the guy is it always on the woman? It's always like on she's the just woman. there falling in love, and they're like, "You are doing the star family." Exactly. It's not even her country. Um, also, another bad thing that just puts fuel on the fire. After their coronation, they planned a celebration uh, for the peasants. So five thousand people showed up for free food and free beer. Sign me up. Literally, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Well, people were getting too excited and were pushing and shoving other people, trying to get whatever food was available. Men, women, and children started to be caught in essentially what was a stampede and ultimately trampled to death. By the end of this, about 1,400 lives were lost. So again... From being trampled? From being trampled for free beer. This sounds... Familiar. Familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't judge because I have done it before. Yeah, I mean, the links that we have gone. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, so that's also, again, the Russian people saw that as a bad omen for the couple and for her coming into their country, which she's like, I'm just trying to give you free beer and food. Right. Oh, man. it's That's that's really upsetting because it's, it's really something tough. that was supposed to be so... Joyful nice. and... Yeah, and already he's like, I don't even want this job anyways. Damn. So they're married. It's time to start a family. Um, and they need to have a son. Like, that is the utmost importance to them. Right. But when I was even thinking of this, I was like, why did they need to have a son? Because Catherine the Great ruled. 
So why does it have to be a man ruling? Do, oh. do you want to know why? Oh. Her son, Sir Paul I, I think it, his name, yeah. Yes, Sir Paul I hated his mother, Catherine the Great, so much that when he came into rule, he changed it to where no woman can ever rule unless all the men in her family have died. Jesus. Talk about mommy issues. No kidding. Worth out in therapy before changing the rules for your entire goddamn country. For the rest of time? Wow. So they wow. were like, we need a son immediately. Immediately. Wow. And God, the pressure, because obviously if she has a girl, that's all her fault. It's all her fault. It's not. Also, guys, if you don't know this now, you're, the man chooses the sex of the baby. And there it is. Wait, what do you mean? He, so a man has XY chromosomes yeah. and women have XX chromosomes. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in, but hangs out with his friends. I thought you were talking boy, like in the time. If I uh, never mind. <laughs> like I said, guys, I'm not well. It's also a biology podcast now. Yep. I didn't know that there's such thing as chromosomes. This is the first <laughs> time I've ever heard such a thing. I didn't know how um, sex works. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about the history of sex. Well, that'd be fascinating. That would be fascinating. So they need a boy. <clears throat> uh, so she gets pregnant, and Nicholas and Alex actually move out of St. Petersburg. Have you heard? There's a rumor in St. Petersburg. Have you heard what they're saying on the streets? Oh, love it! It just like excites <laughs> me. Um, so they move out of St. Petersburg and actually go to like the countryside to the Alexander Palace. Mm, love it! It's quiet. It's quaint. <sighs> it sounds lovely. It wasn't great for the czar to be away from the people though, because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. It's a bad look. Yeah, it's not a good look because then you're just like, I mean, all they really wanted to do was hang out in the palace and right. Not... And they're like, you care more about your girlfriend than us. Exactly. Well, so she gets pregnant. Which is so exciting. Oh, also, they had to get out of the palace because his mom was in the palace and she was doing everything with them. Oh, God. This woman. Like, you're being a cock block. Yeah, she was, though. Like, she would actually walk into events with him and then Princess Alex would have to be, or Zarista Alex would have to be with another dude. Oh, God. It's so troubling. It's, it's like the mom in White Lotus. I just finished that. Oh, my God. Note. I have to watch that. <gasps> oh, you need to watch. I, I'm only on, like, episode two. Get in on that. Clip. Everyone's like screaming at me to watch right now. Get it. Get, get in. Okay. So they get pregnant with their first child and it was a girl, oh. which I love. Did they ever kill it if it was a girl? <laughs> oh, maybe. I mean, that, I feel like that happens today in other countries. I know. They did not. They were bums that it was a girl, but super excited to have a healthy baby. And their first child's name in 1895, her the first child was Olga, which is tough. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally thinking, like, any name but Olga. <laughs> any name but Olga, and they decided their firstborn should be Olga. If it was meaningful to them. Yeah, you know, it's Russia in the 1800s. Yeah. Olga's, I'm sorry for all you Olgas out there. I'm sure you're a lovely woman. Yeah, total, classic. Yes. Um. So people were upset uh, about that, but whatever. We have a healthy baby. We have more time. It's our first one. People were actually shocked to find out that Alex was going to breastfeed and actually bathe her own children and raise them. And people were like, that's disgusting. Crazy, That it wasn't right? like a wet nurse and a nanny raising her child. But she was like, both of them wanted to be super involved with their children's lives. Wow. There's, oh God, there's been so much shame around breastfeeding from the dawn of time. It's so you know, crazy. Like, there's, wow, that's, that's Isn't interesting. Isn't that insane mm -hmm. when it's like that is the most natural and 
that's how life is. Right, but there's judgment for doing that? For Yes, and for bathing their own kids. Wow. So, like Apparently, Queen Victoria went to watch Alex bathe her own child because she was like, I just have never seen such a thing. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing to it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wild. So in 1897, she's pregnant again and has a, another girl. Wow. Named Tatiana. 1899, pregnant again. Another girl. Really? Maria is born. Maria is gorgeous. She is shunning. And we'll post pictures of all the girls. But in 1901, having another baby, our famous Anastasia. (gasps) Anastasia. Yes. And by this time, I mean, I'm like, Anastasia, here you are. Yes. Everyone else is like, that is a devil woman because she has brought four girls into our country. So everyone's pissed. Still. Everyone's pissed. Even Nicholas by this point is kind of like, okay. He's like, right, it was cute at first, like the pink dresses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, never wears the boy. Wow. Yeah, so they're like. Oh, I forgot there were so many daughters. There's so, there's four. You need one boy and they have four girls. And on both sides of their family, there were lots of men. So they were like, it's going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The movie's coming back to me of all the girls up there with. Yes. Oh, God movie it's gonna make me cry it's a cartoon that's Ugh, fake but it's still gonna make me still. cry it's upsetting but on august 12th 1904 alexi oh this last name just do it nikolev nikolovic nikolovic alexi nikolovic a baby born boy is born and people lose their goddamn minds. I bet. But there's just celebrations on the streets. Their work was called off. Free champagne. Really? Yes. Like people. So they also like ring the bells. And it was like 300 tolls for a boy, 150 for a girl. So fucked up. So, so rude. Like God, We always get the short end of the yeah, stick. Yeah, we sure do. Even for bells. It's like, God, you're only here because of us. So... And there it is. And there it is. Thank you. Uh, but when they heard the 300 tolls, it was a celebration like no other. Um... Finally, an heir. So they're stoked on this. Wow. Uh, so there's a problem with this heir, though. So <laughs> soon after he was born, th- some say it was two weeks wait- later. Some say it started when they cut his umbilical cord. He would not stop bleeding. Um, and what this was, it took two days to stop the bleeding, actually. And it was because Ale- Alexi, unfortunately, was diagnosed with hemophilia. And if you don't know what hemophilia is, it's where it it's where your body cannot produce it can't produce blood clots to stop bleeding. Right. So if I were to hit my knee on this table right now, it would hurt, but it'd be fine. So Alex's brother actually died when he was two from falling and he bled internally. And you can't tell. And you can't tell. I think they're in a lot of pain when it happens. Alexi later in life has a bad cough and it gives him a hemorrhage in his groin. Oh, that's so sad. So it's so sad. The average lifespan of someone with hemophilia is 13 years old. Really? So it's like they've been praying and praying for this boy heir and they finally get it and he has hemophilia. Alex blames herself, and it's just a tough situation. How can you not? They, I, when right. you have a sick child, especially back in those days, the mother was always like, Well, she I did, did also blame herself because it came from her lineage. Hemophilia was called the royal disease, and it came from the mother's side. Queen Victoria's family had it. Her brother had oh. it. So it actually did come from the woman's side. It's like one, one of those things that's passed down from the woman's. So it's very tough and sad. But they were like, no one can know about this. How he died? No one can know that he has hemophilia. Oh. He didn't die. He's still alive. Oh, okay. They're like, we're going to be super protective over him. And they were. They had nurses watching over him at all times. 
And no one in Russia will know about this because then they'll be like, our Zarovic is going to die and right. they're useless now. And you can't tell. Like, there's no, like, you wouldn't no. be able to look at him. Exactly. But, like, you just can't, like, hit your leg on something. Exactly. So they decide to basically hold themselves up in the castle and away from the people to hide Alexei and to hide everything. It's like a movie. This is, this kind of reminds me of Frozen. Oh, I you know, can totally how, see how that. they like hide her away so like her powers. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, like, and it just don't know. was unfortunately not his powers, but it worked against him. But yeah, that's what they did. They hid away. Um, do you want to hear a little bit about the personalities? I would. Okay, perfect. Um, let's see. Olga, the eldest, was the one that had the most of Nicholas's personality. So he was shy. She was shy, um, more reserved, intelligent. I forgot that I had soda water. So let it out. I'm also blowing my nose. Yep. (laughs) You're you're sick. (laughs) So she was a big reader. Tatiana spent the most time with her mother. She was more outgoing than Olga. She was quite opinionated. Um, And out of all the children, Tatiana was the one in charge. Um, Mm -hmm. She earned the nickname the governess. And she and Olga were best friends. The oldest two were the best friends. Cute. And then the youngest two, Maria, was known as the most beautiful out of all the sisters. And she was... Is she the one with the bow in her hair? I believe so. On the picture that I sent you, she's on the bottom left corner. Oh, oh, she is pretty. So beautiful. She is pretty. Um, and she was kind and full of joy. One of her favorite topics was getting married and having kids of her own. Mm-hmm. Anastasia. In it, Anastasia? Anastasia. Anastasia. <laughs> That was perfect. Um, She was clever, stubborn, and full of life. She was the jokester of the family. Like, I feel like they got her personality in the cartoon, right? Uh, Of how she would have been R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll get to that. I'm like, I don't know that men create the sex. I don't know that Anastasia. (laughs) Foreshadowing. Um, She was always laughing. She was actually quite a tomboy and was always climbing in trees. Um, Alexi was very, uh, the girls loved their little brother and he was always like trying to be playful and like a little boy too, but he had to unfortunately be you know, very protected and laid oh. in bed a lot oh. because of his sickness. Oh, he, like, couldn't play with them? He could. Like, he could, but they had to be so gentle with him, that which is, is so, so sad. So sad. They were raised very simply. They slept on camp cots, and they had to take cold baths in Russia, which is so freezing. Um, they were ex- expected to keep their room tidy, but they all just seemed like they were best friends, and their parents spent a lot of time with them, so it seems like a lovely childhood. Wait, why did they have to take cold baths? Because their parents were both raised, like, you remember Nicholas's dad was very salt of the earth and was oh, very strict. So they made, like, a parenting choice to yeah, do that? Yeah, oh, it was their parenting choice to be, like, you're going to have manners, and you're going to sleep on camp cots. So they lived a lovely childhood um, with their parents always at the end of the night, reading, playing games. It just sounded great. Uh, Life wasn't so great for the Russian peasants and for the Russian people. Doesn't seem like that. No, it wasn't a great time for the Tsar and the Tsarevic to be, or not Tsarevic, Tsarista, I think is what they call her. Right answer is mostly, I don't know. (laughs) Tsarista. It sounds like barista. She can make your coffee and rule (laughs) Russia. Um, So... (laughs) At this time, there's currently a war between Russia and Japan, and Nicholas wants to – it started because Nicholas wanted to expand the Russian territory into Japan, but he doesn't know what he's doing, and they're getting worn out. Uh, He just wants to keep going in the war. Everyone's like, please stop. We're exhausted. 
so also, you know, we're painting a lovely picture of them. Nicholas and the Imperial Russia was very xenophobic. 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 Sorry about that. So Nicholas was very xenophobic. He's also very anti-Semitic. In Russia, there were more than 1,400 laws created specifically for Jews dictating how they lived, what jobs they could have, and taxes that were simply higher just because they were Jews. So not great. Um, I mean, the Russian peasants in general, it was bad. In 1905, they wanted more pay, better working conditions, and so they went on strike, men, women, and children, because children were working at this time. It's just really tough and and bad conditions. And they basically were like, we're not going to go to work until you make things better for us. And they planned a peaceful protest. And so they were going to go to the palace and talk to the czar, the palace in St. Petersburg. Nicholas hears about this and is like, get all my soldiers ready. They're not coming into the palace. So... On Sunday, January 22nd, 1905, when the people tried to get past the soldiers to talk to the czar, the soldiers just start shooting, and it was a massacre. It was unclear on how many people were killed, but the modern estimate is that 100 people were killed, but 1,000 people were wounded from either shots or being trampled in a panic, and this is now known as Bloody Sunday. Oh, my God. And it's literally just because people are like, please just give us better working conditions and food for our family and pay. Wow. Also, at the time, Nicholas and his family were the richest royalty like in all of the world but their people are starving. Wow. Yeah. So it's really tough. And it even becomes more tough because tough because Nicholas refused to believe that things needed to change. And he blames bloody Sunday on the protesters and not the soldiers who started shooting at them. He was like, well, they shouldn't have been here in the first place. It's always how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, some things are a little too similar to our former it's, president. I, I was say. just about to say that. Yeah. It's like people are protesting and someone's playing golf. Or ice skating. And there it is. Or ice skating. You know, whatever <laughs> one you prefer. Yeah, exactly. So just, I don't know, some parallels. So, yeah, he thought that he had done some good things like creating factories and jobs. So he's like, I don't need to do anything else. And that made the people be like, okay, fuck you then. Mm-hmm. Um, by the fall of 1905, there had been over 16, or sorry, yeah, 1600 strikes. And this set up a domino effect of revolutions. Revolution. There it is. Is that from Les Mis? Or is, do people just say, revolution? No, I think that's from Les Mis. Well, that, we're not in the same country, the but same thing. Or a Beatles, you could say. <laughs> they want a revolution. Oh, I like that version better. So that's exactly what they were it's doing. The whole song? You're just staring at me? <laughs> I like that. And that's what the people of Russia were starting to sing. Wow. Already. Yeah. Already. Um, so, let's see. Okay. Yep, so there was a lot of strikes starting to set or starting to happen. Soviets were popping up everywhere, everywhere, which was like a council of people who rep- represented workers and organized strikes and such. Nicholas kept shutting them down because it was a threat to his uh, his power, but his council was like, you have to give them a little something or we're going to have a very bad situation on our yeah. hands. So he finally signed something called the October Manifesto, which transformed Russia from an absolute autocracy into a semi-constitutional monarchy. So people could hire or elect people, which they called Dumas. Mm. So finally there was like some kind of democracy thing yeah. happening. Semi. <laughs> 
semi. They're like, just a little bit. Just a bit. little bit. Well, and now people aren't getting thrown into jail for just being like, the czar's not doing so great. Because if you just said that, you'd be thrown into jail. You couldn't say anything well, bad about totally. them. God, the egos that that builds. Yeah. So it's not great. Um, yeah, but... Some people are chilling out, but there's also some rumblings. Other people are like, we need to get rid of this imperial family altogether. And people are starting to think everyone should both be equal in pay, work, ownership, otherwise known as communism. So that's starting to be an idea that's floating around Russia. Got it. There was a group called... Sorry, I'm getting excited. There (laughs) (laughs) There was a group called the Bolsheviks led by a man named Lenin who wanted immediate revolution and to go into communism. So just take that and keep it in your pocket for later. Lenin. The Bolsheviks. And Lenin was leading them. Um, so these Soviet groups are popping up everywhere. He's shutting them down and essentially killing people. Anyone who was assumed to have anti-Tsarist leanings were arrested. 38,000 people were thrown in prison and expelled from Russia, or expelled from Russia, and about 5,000 people were executed. Damn. For just having an opinion. Oh, God. So scary. It's so scary. And then they were going through the countrysides doing this thing called punitive expeditions where if anyone, they heard of anyone in the countryside doing it, again, they would kill them and about 15,000 people were killed. And this is all while we have a Duma. So now we still have a little bit of a democracy, but it was kind of for nothing because the czar had rule over the Duma. Damn. Yeah. Pointless. Pointless. (laughs) You want to talk about someone else? Maybe Rasputin? Who? I knew it. I knew he was coming up. He's terrifying. Do you want to pull up a picture of Rasputin right now? Oh, God. We got to talk We I got mean, to am, talk about I, Rasputin. I know. I'm, I'm only thinking of the cartoon right now. And well, you know that what? cartoon is terrifying, and it still doesn't even do justice of how gross this oh, man was. Oh, God. Was. I just imagine. Oh, God, the cartoon does look exactly <laughs> like him. It's so scary, this Ew. guy. And I was listening to a few podcasts for, I know. Oh, my God, this looks like a joke. Like, this looks like... It looks like a horror movie. It looks like a painting of a little... Of a ghost man. Tr- truly. So, Rasputin is horrifying, and, and objectively so. Like, the scariest person I think I've ever seen in my life. So, we're going to talk about Rasputin. Gregory Rasputin was a mystic and a self-proclaimed holy man. Of course he was. Yeah. Well, we're going to get back to revolutions, but we got to talk about Rasputin now. We must. Yeah. He was kind of beat-bopping around Russia and helping people and healing people. Um, and one of Alex's friends, or a member of her family, actually, was like, you got to meet this guy. He could help Alexei with his hemophilia. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> So they wanted to bring him into the family as, like, a uh-huh. family friend? Uh, well, she was like, let me test it out. I don't know. So Alex, or, sorry, Alexi was having a really bad fit. Like, I don't know if he, he was hemorrhaging somewhere. Oh, the sweet little boy. It's so sad. So he's having an inter- internal hemorrhage, and so she calls Rasputin. She's like, whatever, last-ditch effort. I've got to use someone. I'm sure she called on him. She's and like, she's, text him. She's like, hey, She texts um, him, and then he walked in the room, and she's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, just all of a sudden. He's like, yeah, and she's like, oh, never Magic mind. Magic is real. Send it back. <laughs> um, so he he goes into Alexi's room, prays over him. Um, he comes back out, and he basically says, y- he's going to be fine. You don't have to worry about a thing. He's going to live through the morning. Which everything was like, this was the worst that he's ever been, and he should have died through the night. He lives through the morning. And even historians now 
can't explain what happened and how he lived. (laughs) Oh my God. Haunting. But that Alex, the mom, saw that and was like, he is everything to me. Oh my God. And he is sticking around (gasps) and he is our savior. And she was obsessed with him. And they actually gave him so much power. I thought you were like, they actually hooked up. <laughs> well, there's rumors. Real, that she was like in love with him? Yeah, but there's rumors that they How hooked can up. I love this beast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, you'll see the photo and it you, is really. <laughs> oh, you want to know something gross? Apparently, he was known for his big dick. What? I'm so sorry. I should have done a warning. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so Who like. Who said this about him? I actually can't even. I'm so sorry I said that about Rasputin because, like, even just like a social, like, thinking about that is so gross. I, I can't believe he ever had sex with anyone. Well, well, here, here's the thing they make him a spiritual advisor, their spiritual advisor. He was granted regular, regular access to the palace and the royal family, and he used that for sexual favors from admirers. Mm hmm. People in the palace? I think people all over Russia. He's like, I'm a spiritual advisor to the royal family. Do what you must. What a dirty dog. Disgusting. Oh my God. You look at that man and you know he smells so bad. And his teeth are probably so just rotten. (laughs) His beard looks like it hasn't ever been trimmed. It never has. And I. Yellow skin almost. Like jaundice. Long fingernails, little hunchback. Yes, that's exactly what it is. We're not exaggerating. And this man is getting in whenever he can. So, tell me why. But tell me why. I just don't understand it. He must have had some charisma or something. Apparently, yeah, he was gross. Um, there was so yeah, people of the court and the commoners were like, okay, this guy's disgusting, and we don't trust him because he's also starting to like make decisions and hanging around them all the time. Oh my God, I had no idea they had this relationship. They did. They like were super close with him. Also, mind you, remember the rest of Russia and their advisors still don't know that Alexei has hemophilia. So he, so Rasputin is the one that knows. Rasputin is literally the only one besides their immediate family that knows. So they're just like, you're keeping this creepy guy around for no reason. Oh, interesting. Which is so gross. Um, so by 1914, World War I starts and Russia is pulled into it and isn't prepared or equipped for it. And Nicholas is like, like, God damn it. Yeah. It's so, well, Nicholas was like, actually, let me go lead the war and be a shining light and inspiration. Oh, Nicholas, to the don't, soldiers. sweetie. You don't need to. That's literally what his advisor said, word for word. <laughs> sweetie. Sweetie. No, sweetheart. No. I mean, that's not for you. Yeah. It's for other people. Yeah, actually, but he was like, no, I must go do this for my country. So he goes and he leaves Alex and Rasputin in charge of all of Russia. Yeah. During World War One, And Alex is like. Hey, Rasputin, like, yeah. we can do this together. Yeah. I think like she had a crush on him. I, I mean, she loved this man because she, she thought this man was the only the holy man that was healing her child. Yep. There's a complicated it's, psychological things in that. In the dark of the night, Rasputin will find her. Back oh to the God. movie. It's always a <laughs> It's so gross. Uh, so they start doing a terrible job and making terrible calls together. And also during World War I, they're against Russia's against Germany. And people are like, we have a German woman leading us. She's a German sympathizer. We hate her even more. Wow. Yep. So they were also kind of like, okay, we can't get rid of her, but we must get rid of him. And so some noblemen come together and assassinate Rasputin. And he gone. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. He dies? He dies. 
He was not, in fact, the one that kills the Romanovs, contrary to the Anastasia cartoon. Did you know that before you researched? I did know that before I researched. I had literally no idea. Rasputin did not kill the Romanovs. I he did. No, I think that Fox was just like, this man is so hideous, we must make him the villain. <gasps> Am I a fool? No, you're not a fuel. 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 Yeah. I'm a you're fuel. not a fool. Yeah. The vodka is hitting. No. So Rasputin does not kill the Romanovs. Oh, I'm excited that you don't know who does because we're getting there. I don't there. know. What? Oh, I thought he did yeah. this entire time. No, he did not. So. Oh, sad. Yeah. And the bat wasn't real either. Oh, well, I did. I did assume that. I cannot go on and talk about Rasputin without going in a geeker, sir. God, it's so good. That's like your best impression of all time. It's so good. And I'm proud and I'll oh, live with that forever. I, I love when you do that. I and I love when you send a little uh, gift. Oh, with, I love him so, so much. Cute. That bat is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, so by early 1917, Russia was just on the verge of total collapse in morale. An estimated 1.7 million Russian soldiers were killed in World War One, and people were out of work, out of food. And the imperial family is still living it up. Also, like, when Nicholas is like, let me go be a shining light, he was not on the front lines. Yeah, he's, like, sitting back. He was like, like, I'm here. Drinking in the corner. Yeah, and I'm ready to party. (laughs) And everyone's like, get out. Literally. (laughs) So it was not good. Um, In the streets, they hung up red banners that, uh, and the crowds chanted, down with the German woman, down with the war, down with the czar. It's scary. Didn't she was like, Nicholas, please come back. This is scary. I would be. Also, I just think I miss you. Yeah. And you're not and doing anything. And I'm also anything. getting harassed by this country. Yeah. By this country, possibly by that man, yeah. Rasputin. True. Who's now dead. My yeah. only friend in this world. Wow. That is true. Yeah. So basically, on the way back on his train, uh, Nicholas is actually stopped because the country's in shambles because he's been off at war. Alex is like, I'm not equipped for this. Yeah, exactly. So everyone has kind of taken over and, uh, Nicholas is stopped on a train back to his family by the Duma government. And they're basically like, your time is up. You need to abdicate. And he, at first he was like, all right, I'm going to abdicate and leave it to my son. And then basically, like, the Duma will train him. And then he was like, no, nah, I don't want Alexei to do that. We're done he's here. He's not capable. He's probably not healthy enough. He's not. So he's like, I'm advocating on behalf of me and my son. It's going to go to my little brother. So Nicholas had a little brother. And then his brother decided to abdicate as well. So the Romanov dynasty was at an end, and Russia's monarchy was no more. Guys, I wish that I could say that was the end of our story gets more depressing from here on out, doesn't oh, yeah. it? This is like the the switch. This is in Titanic when you put the second. I was going to say, I was waiting for you to say it, and That's, I love that you did it. So I always bring it back oh, for you, thank baby. You, thank you. Always bring it back. It. So the um, prov- provincial, provisional, sorry, the provisional government and Nicholas both wanted the royal family to go into exile, follows abdication. They're like, let's get you out of here. Right. At first, they asked the United Kingdom if they would take the Romanovs, and they're they... Like, well, at first they were like, yeah, and then they were like, never mind. Yeah, they're just like, what do you say? They're like on the phone with him, they're like, what do I say? Put it behind. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, oh, sorry, bad signal. Um, so they said no, and then all these other countries were like, do not come over here, which oh. is kind of fucked up because at the time, the United Kingdom was King George something or other, and they were cousins. They were first cousins who apparently looked like twins. And they even were like, no, 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 because oh. there's going to be uprisings. and Yeah, yeah. It would have been bad. So on March 20th, 1917, the government decreed that the royal family should be placed under house arrest in the Alexander Palace. 
So basically, they go into quarantine at their house. For safety reasons. For safety, you're staying at the Alexander Palace. They were guards were watching them at all times. They couldn't use the phone or telegraphs. Basically, like, your your family's gonna stay put here. Got it. Um, but then the government was kind of like, I don't know, we shouldn't really keep them here. We need to get them out of here, maybe. We should get them further. So they send them to to Bolsk, Siberia. Like, Vacation destination. <laughs> Nice and warm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not at all. Like later days to Siberia. Oh. So with them come a couple of valets, chambermen, or chambermaids, uh, nurses, doctors, barbers, wine stewards, um, two spaniels, bulldogs, a handful of like assistants. Bulldogs. Yeah, they had bulldogs and spaniels. Very cute. Oh, I like bulldogs a lot. Very cute. Yes. Um, and they all did that by choice. They went with them because they didn't have to go with them, but they loved the royal family and were like, we will go where you go. Right. So off to the Chabols they go, um, and then they basically stayed at this other house for a while and did the same thing, just read books. Nicholas enjoyed chopping firewood with Alexi. Good for him. So Why the hell not? Yeah, it just sounded like what we went through in 2020 of like a quarantine, right. essentially. Um, while all this is happening, the Bolsheviks with Lenin, the communist guys, take over the government. Meanwhile, back at the palace. Back at St. Petersburg. <laughs> they actually changed St. Petersburg's name, and um, I'll have to see what they changed it to because they thought it sounded too German. Oh, God. It's so Guys, intense. Come on. Like, just relax a little Literally bit, okay? relax. God. So um, they take the government and um, the Soviet groups, and this is a game changer because the revolutionaries are now fully in charge, and they hate the imperial family. I... Hate them. So... Um, they take over, have new guards come in. They take away the family's butter, sugar, coffee, and eggs. They, their monthly allowance was lowered. Um, okay. So they took pleasure in exerting power over the Romanovs. Um, some advised Lenin to put Nicholas on trial or imprison him. And, um, their worry was that the opposition, the white army who was for the imperial family would come and get them and put them back in power. Right. So they were like, we got to move this family even further. And originally they were going to go to Moscow. Then they went to Yekaterinburg. Oh, God. But it was a town known for anti-Tsar feeling. Got it. town known for hating him. Um, And they were actually split up because Alexei was having bad hemophilia situation. So the parents went with one of the daughters first, and they stayed around. And during this time, the kids... And the rest of the girls and Alexi were looked after by this other guard. And apparently some really dicey stuff happened. When the parents were gone? When the parents were gone, apparently the girls were sexually abused. The doors were taken off of their bedrooms. It became super, super strict. Oh, my God. And uh, they weren't separated too long because the guard was like, Alexi, you're fine. Get on the train. And we're going to um, Yak. Yekaterinburg. Yekaterinburg. Yeah, I don't know. They were going there. Um, on the train into that village, people were waiting for the kids and were saying death to the kids, like death to the family and all that stuff. Wow. So they roll up and they're like, this is our new home. They stayed at a place called, a house called the Special Purpose, the House of Special Purpose. That's where they stayed, which... Sounds creepy. Creepy. Very creepy. Creepy and I don't like it. The windows were covered with newspapers and later whitewashed so you couldn't see inside or outside of it. 
Um, there was a 14 foot high fence around the whole house so that no one could know where the family was or see inside the family. There was one window that you could open a little bit for air, but a guard saw Anastasia peeking out and shot at her through there. So they were like, we're not looking out the windows oh anymore. My God. It was just a horrible. They were only allowed to leave their house for 30 minutes, twice a day for fresh air. But everything was just, like, enclosed. It felt like they were in a box. They had to ring a bell when they wanted to go to the bathroom, which I know is triggering for you with bathroom stuff. That, that really From is. Stanford Prison yeah, Experiment. Yeah, God. I don't know why. <laughs> like, Stanford Prison Experiment sounds light compared to, it like, really does. the life that they were starting to live. And it's crazy. Also, you have to think about these kids were born into royalty, and all of a sudden— they're living this life now. Right. They probably didn't expect it to go this way. No, they didn't. And also, they didn't do anything wrong. No. They were not chosen to. Like, their dad was not a good ruler, but they didn't choose That's that. That's always so sad. They're like, I take the cold baths any day now. <laughs> yeah. I bet you guys are getting warmer baths than I do. Oh, um, yeah, that is so upsetting. It's tough. Um, so they were essentially prisoners in this house. And the white army was getting closer and closer to... <sighs> that town that I'm not going to repeat again because yeah, I don't we know got how to it, say we got it. it. It's in the memory. Yep. And they had the numbers to take over the city and to save the Romanovs. So the Bolsheviks get together for a meeting with Lenin and they're like, we got to figure out something to do here. Lenin claims he didn't want to kill the family. The men in that town did. Okay. All right. Let's take some responsibility. Well, for maybe. Our actions, yeah. Okay? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Some men in history did that. Right. So. At 1.30 in the morning, on July 17, 1918, they wake up the family and order them to go down into the basement. They were told that— Who wakes them up? The guards. Uh Uh-oh. And, like, um, yeah, the the people who were holding—the Bolshevik people. Yeah. Wake them up and say, the white army is getting closer. You're going down here. Even though if I were the Romanovs, I was like, the white army is coming to save us. That's what I would think. Oh. So they take them down into the basement. Uh, and with some of their servants were with them as well that had chosen to stay with them. They told the family and servants that they were arranging them in two rows for a photograph. Uh, the main guard left the room, and when he returned, he pulled out a piece of paper and read from it, announcing to the family that they were to be shot and executed. My heart is pounding right oh my now. God, I'm so upset. Like, I don't even know if you can hear this in my microphone. My heart is pounding. Nicholas, none of them have any time to react. When he's done, he pulled out a gun and shot Nicholas immediately, who dies right then and there in front of his whole family, a shot down. And this was the signal for the rest of the guards to start, to start, this was the signal for the rest of the guards to start shooting. Wait, so they turned on them? No, the Bolsheviks were always against the Romanovs. So the Bolsheviks took over. That's when they moved them to oh, Siberia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or when they were in Siberia, the Bolsheviks took over, and then they moved them to the um, House of Special Purpose and became super strict. And got it. Got so it. it's the people who've been fighting the Imperial family the whole time were now in control. Okay. They take them down to the basement. For, okay, I see. I see. They think they're getting their photograph taken. It's in the middle of the night. And then they're saying, you are now going to be executed. So they shoot Nicholas first. He dies immediately. Um, the girls survive the first round of bullets because then they start shooting. By the way, all of these guards who are doing this job are shit-faced drunk. Wasted. Because they probably, like, don't want to do it soberly. I, well, when they found out, I heard on a podcast 
when they found out, when the guards found out that they had to shoot the girls, they were like, we didn't agree to that. Like the czar, the sure. Well, and Alexi and the, and the wife and the servants. So they're shit face drunk. <sighs> the girls survive the first round of bullets because the bullets are deflecting off of their bodies because the, um, the mom and the girls had sewn in all of their jewels of their family, their family jewels into their dresses and their underwear. And the bullets were deflecting off of those jewels. They had $14 million in today's worth of jewels sewn into their clothes. Oh my God. So the jewels were like saving them. Saving them, deflecting the bullets off their bodies, which also think about that. Like the czar has always said, we have been given the God divine right to rule. And then all of a sudden they're like surviving these bullet shots. They're, they're like, like, oh, holy shit. They weren't getting around. <laughs> oh, snow. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, snow. If I was guard just coming to life yeah but honestly it would be worse i if i were them i would have wanted to go the first round because then you're also seeing everything happen around you and your family being shot yeah so uh, this is about to get a little gruesome guys fair warning um so they survive the first round but they are still shot in the legs they're starting to run to try to get out and scream they're running to corners to huddle with each other their dad's gone a guard runs upstairs and can hear the bullets. And they're also in a town. They're not in the middle of nowhere right now. And so he comes back down and is like, you guys have to be more quiet. We can't keep shooting like this. Um, Because at one point, the dark room was filled with smoke and dust from spray bullets. And the girls are surviving this still. So, um, so they start using their bayonets. And stabbing the girls. And after that, they just start going around and using the butt of their guns. And while they check their pulses, they would, um, you know, bash and sorry, their heads in with the butt of the guns to make sure that they were all gone. It was a massacre. It wasn't a murder. It was a massacre. And after 20 minutes, the dynasty that had ruled over Russia for 300 years was over horrifying that's so upsetting it's so upsetting that they couldn't have just uh, they were also drunk so it was such a botched job oh they God. didn't know what they were doing and then they just started shooting and, and stabbing them and to have ugh. to what those girls and alexi must have had gone through in the last moments of their life oh is God, it's devastating ugh. and for what and they didn't do anything they were born into that life oh it makes me sick it's it's I'm sure. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. And just from what the research I said, it was a bloody mess after, and it was just a disgusting scene. Um, and also, the rest of the world does not know this is happening. The rest of Russia doesn't know that this is happening. Um, so Olga was 22 years old. Tatiana was 21. Maria was 19. Anastasia was 17. And Alexei was 13 years old. So, so there's not, I thought there was something though about Anastasia, like escaping. Well, we'll get there. Oh, okay. Don't you worry. Okay. So they load up the 11 bodies because they're with the servants onto the truck and they are taking, and they are trying, well, first they were trying to throw them down mine shafts and it was too shallow. So they threw hand grenades down there oh, to make, try to make it bigger, God. still too shallow. So they load them on a truck, try to go to the cop top. Katsuyaki, if Russian just wasn't so damn difficult, <laughs> the Katsuyaki Forest, 
the truck gets stuck on the way there. And so they were like, fuck it, whatever. We'll bury them here. It doesn't matter. It's in the middle of the night. They're still drunk, whatever. So they dig a grave. <laughs> you guys hear music in the background? Yeah. We're not sure about that, guys. Yeah, I can hear it. And that's, we shouldn't be hearing it. And that. we shouldn't be hearing it. So just in case you can hear it, sorry about that. Yep. So they dig a grave. Um, they strip the bodies of clothing and valuables. Uh, this is upsetting. Some of the guards <sighs> molested the Zarista's body and did some pretty disgusting things. These men were monsters to do this. Oh, um, and they dumped, they also kept bludgeoning their heads with the butts of the rifles to make them unrecognizable because they didn't want anyone to find out about it. They throw them in the grave and are covered and their bodies are covered with sulfuric, sulfuric acid and quicklime to prevent identification. And then they cover the grave. Railroad ties were placed over the grave to disguise it. The burial was complete at 6 a.m. on July 19th. It's disgusting. Oh my god! It's really tough. So, also, cartoon ma- movies made after this. Like, yeah, crazy. yeah. yeah like they're like, what's line. a good kid family friendly <laughs> movie? Insane. So, word gets out that Nicholas was dead, but they didn't say anything about the Zarista or the children for a while. They were oh. just like, we killed him, but we sent them away on a train. Uh, you'll see them later, I'm sure. And there it is. It's so dumb. So it's like, dumb. guys, what were you thinking? Um, just own it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. But it's true. Just own it. So, um, yeah, and that's kind of what it is. But so nobody knew where their bodies were until 1979 when amateur enthusiasts, which is like, would this be us looking for their graves? It- Truly, it would. truly, what I mean, that's what we're gonna go do now. Yeah, like, um, book a ticket to um, <laughs> to, to Russia. Russia. <laughs> um, amateur enthusiasts found the graves, dug up some of the bones, but then reburied them because they wanted they decided to conceal them until the fall of communism. Basically, so communism is still alive and well in Russia, and they're like, if we talk about the czar, we will be killed, it's like, still. That's why it's like, have you heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg? Yeah, People couldn't talk, talk about it. You cannot talk. You can't talk about the imperial family. In 1999, or sorry, in 1991, when the Soviet Union fell, they were like, hey, we've got the gravesite. Communism is over. Over here, I've been waiting for this day. And it was excavated. But the surprise was that there was only nine bodies and not 11 bodies like there should have been. Anastasia? Where are you, Anastasia? Where is she? So, Alexei, well, so they did DNA testing. Also, oh. before this, even after the family is missing, people are starting to come out and being like, I am Anastasia. Right, right. Okay. Yes, there was People one, are crazy. People are crazy. <laughs> people have been coming out all over that they're Anastasia. It is me. I'm the princess. Why Anastasia, though? Um, that's a good question. I actually don't know why Anastasia and not necessarily the other ones. Cause I was kind of wondering, wondering that too. Um, because you know, in 1991 they find, but it was like in the twenties, there was this one woman, Anna something, and she held on to the idea that she was Anastasia. I'm sure she did, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. That makes you happy. <laughs> is that what you got to do? Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. make yourself feel good. But I don't know why Anastasia, but it is interesting. They did DNA tests and realized it was Anastasia and Alexi's bodies that were missing. And you know how they did DNA test us? How? They needed DNA from their the, from the royal family to match it up. You know who's they used for for 
the Tsarista Alex and the girls? Who? Prince Philip. He was related to them. They were like cousins or some, yeah. And they were both descendants of Queen Victoria. Whoa. Yeah. So they used his DNA and that's how they identified that it was, in fact, the the Romanovs. So where the hell were the other two? Well, um, so yeah, their skeletons remained missing until 2007 when they finally found the grave of Alexei and Anastasia. Where was it? It wasn't that far off, and they oh. actually did that when they buried them. They put them in separate places so that when people found them, the numbers would be off, and they'd be like, well, this isn't the imperial family. Then oh, it God, can't that's be. That's kind of smart. Yeah, but then they didn't know that DNA testing would come right. around Yeah, later. sweetie, it sucks to be now and, you yeah. know. In modern times. Wow. And that is the story of the Romanoff family. God, it's so sad. So that, guys, that is why when I was watching, um, why can I never, I always want to say back to December, Uh, Once Upon a December, and her father comes out of the picture and dances with her. Oh my, oh. It's going to make me cry now. Oh, it is so sad. (laughs) It's so sad. It's just like, I mean, obviously he was a really shitty ruler and it's not for the people, but for those kids to die. It's still just like your dad, you know, and you watch your dad be truly mass, you know. It just massacred. And just like the way that it was done was so inhumane and it was just. Oh, the part that really gets me is like telling them, let's go downstairs for a photo. That they lined them up. And we're like, you're about to have your photo taken. That just makes, that's just haunting. They say, like, once they said you were going to be shot. I've heard accounts that Nicholas was like, read that again. And then they immediately shot him because he was just like, what? And that the girls started trying to put crosses on this up to bless themselves. And they just started going. I have chills. So I can't believe it also did not happen that long ago. I just can't also believe that. I didn't know. Well, I don't. I thought that Rasputin did kill them. No, Rasputin. That's what's so crazy is that it's the Bolsheviks that killed them, but they were like, let's make Rasputin the guy. So. I feel speechless. I know. I don't don't really know what else to say. Such like, this is a royal family. I don't know. It's not that they were beautiful. They didn't deserve to die. I'm just saying they were so beautiful. Yeah, they they really were. It's, you know, it's a romanticized version of them too. Yeah. It's like just this. Four girls. Also, there's something so precious about that. And, like, one little boy who's sick. Yes, exactly. It's like, we're going into mourning now. And I don't want to talk to anyone for a while. Me either. I'm sad. (laughs) We just put our sunglasses on. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We put our sunglasses back on. We're in mourning. And I I think we should all pour one out for the Romanovs. I'm pouring one out. Yep. So. Pouring it out. That is the rum. That's the story well, you guys wanted to hear, and Claire, I brought it to you. Well done. You, you did it with grace. You did it with enthusiasm. Thank you so much. You did it with spirit Thank and you. love. And I'm very impressed by your charisma through that episode. Thank you so much. I've spent a lot of time with the Romanoffs in the past week. You did it effortlessly. Oh wow! Thank you so much. And oh. I'm I'm just glad to be a part of it. <laughs> <sighs> sometimes, guys, there's episodes where we leave laughing, and there's some episodes where we need to take a deep breath. That is true. This one. Let's take a deep breath together. All right. History, right? History. God damn. They never said it'd be easy. They sure didn't. They didn't. But we hope that you guys enjoyed a little bit. Yes. Um, we as always, thank you for sticking around with us. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be taking a little mini hiatus. Yes, we are. But don't worry, we'll be back. Yeah. It's uh, it's fall break. So fall break. um, you know, just as as the seasons change. Mm-hmm. 
So do we. So do we. Enjoy that crisp fall air that's coming in. Yes. We, we're all looking forward to it. Yes. But uh, Mama's got to take some, take a little vacation. Mama's going to. I'm going to Chappaquiddick, guys. Yes. yes. So just again, listen to that episode. Make sure to check out, check out the Chappaquiddick. I'll, send, I'll put some photos on the Instagram. That's right. And as always, follow us on Instagram at Right Answers Mostly. Leave a five-star review. And um, yeah, you know. Give us a little shout out on your social media. Please do. It really helps. It really does. And um, yeah. yeah, keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. We will see you soon. Very soon. Don't miss us too much. Good night. Good night. <laughs>